Hello, everyone. Welcome to the SciCast podcast, second season. My name is Ashton Noon, and this podcast is about psychology and mental health. But this time, with a new season, we have a new topic, which is life and healthcare and the process of getting there. This will range from therapists to sleep medicine professionals to medical students, so make sure to stay tuned. Hello, welcome to the SciCast podcast. Today, our guest is Dr. Korea. Dr. Korea is an associate professor at Tufts University and a director of craniofacial pain. He is a program director of Dental Sleep Medicine Fellowship at Tufts University, and he also recently founded the World Dental Facial Sleep Society. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day today to talk with me. So starting off with the first question, um, what made you interested in this dental sleep medicine field? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Ashton, for inviting me to this uh, podcast. It's really <laughs> nice and a privilege to, uh, you know, to share this time with you and your followers. So, yeah, I mean, a- a sleep is a-, is a very interesting field, though. So the way that I, um, you know, become interested in this area, so it started several years ago. And it was related to, you know, the curiosity of what what really happened during the time that we are uh, that we fall asleep and mm-hmm. the way that we uh, develop these uh, these dreams. So it was always kind of a uh, you know mystery and something that I wanted to learn more. So the field of sleep is uh, as we look back in uh, in history, there are so many cultures, so many people who develop this uh, kind of curiosity of why or how and what happened during the time that we sleep. So it was really about pretty much the, uh, the, you know, the mystery, the curiosity to learn more about the, those, that time where we are pretty much unconscious, but, you know, so many things happen during the time that we are uh, in bed, the time that we, are, that we are asleep, and especially the way dreams occur. So still, we, we understand some areas of the field, but uh, I think in my opinion and in many opinions of uh, different researchers, so there is so much to discover, so much to study about this uh, fascinating uh, field. So the short answer in summary, basically, so what it really called my intention to get more into this field, it was about the fact of uh, dreams, so why dreams occur and, you know, all the things that, that we develop. And I still think at this point, we know a little bit more but it's still it's a mystery and more things to discover over the next uh, the next several years. Right, like nowadays, I don't know on the internet, I see a lot of things saying that like uh, you actually do like dream every night, but sometimes like, you don't remember it a lot of the time. So dreams also like I don't know. I find it very interesting. But do you think or like what connections are there between like dreams, sleep, and also psychology? Because I I mean, all things to your brain, right? Absolutely. No, actually, that is a very important. Uh, question and uh, is, is an area that has been expanded uh, significantly mm-hmm. because, I mean, we understand that there are two different things. So, so dreams, uh, which tend to be pleasant, and of course, nightmares. So nightmares, right. which is to be associated with some um, uh, events, not very pleasant. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the relationship or the connection between uh, sleep, dreams, nightmares, and, and, and psychology, it takes us back to pretty much the way of um, people have different experiences in life, uh, good experiences, bad experiences. So it develops into different levels of 
anxiety, uh, depression. You know, fortunately, these conditions tends to coexist with uh, certain sleep uh, sleep disorders. So, for example, I mean, somebody who goes through, you know, an extensive uh, stressors, develops some mm-hmm. degree of anxiety. So, eventually, they tend to develop or to have problems to fall asleep, difficulty on falling asleep. Some other patients tend to wake up in the middle of the night and have difficulty on going back to sleep. So, this is commonly known as uh, insomnia. Mm-hmm. So, the stress or stressors played an important role along with, you know, different type of medications that are utilized for some patients. So the combination of these anxiety, depressions, which, you know, there are medical conditions, along with certain medications, mm-hmm. it tends to disrupt what we know. It tends to disrupt the, uh, the sleep cycles, basically the quality, the quality and quantity of sleep, which, mm-hmm. you know, that we need some specific number of hours that, that will make us feel refreshed, make us feel more alert the next day but unfortunately when this concept with these uh, these factors of anxiety depression which are, are part of what we're talking about the connection between uh, sleep and, and psychology so so unfortunately it really affects a lot a lot of uh, a lot of people and of course i mean there are different therapies that that we implement to help this group of patients and eventually they will find some uh, improvement on the quality of sleep and things mm-hmm. tends, to get, uh, tends to get better over time. So do you find that like the, the quality of sleep is like affected by like a patient's like mental condition, like less stress and like less anxiety leads to better sleep or like right. alleviating so, conditions? Yeah, absolutely. So actually that is uh, that's very important because I think we need to understand that in order to get a good night's sleep, you know, a good mm-hmm. quality of sleep. So we need to go through some specific, we call it the sleep cycles or the sleep mm-hmm. states. So this is, I mean, in a simple way, is known as uh, light sleep, deep sleep, and some REM sleep. So when factors such as stressors, uh, difficulty falling asleep, uh, maintaining sleep, or any type of a sleep disorders occurs. So there is fragmentation of this um, cycle, of these sleep cycles. So then the quality and quantity, as I mentioned before, so the quality and quantity of sleep, it tends to be compromised. So the level of energy, concentration, uh, you know, attention to the daily activities, unfortunately, is, uh, you know, it tends to be compromised because we do not, for people who do not, or is not able to achieve this normal sleep cycle due to the fact that we are talking, you know, stressors and waking up mm-hmm. and start thinking about, you know, what they're going to do the next day, what is the, uh, you know, some solutions for certain right. problems or issues that they are experiencing. So, so yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a huge uh, component mm-hmm. that affects um, a large number of people. I see. And then, so for like, I don't know, like more physical conditions, I don't know to word this properly but like sleep apnea for instance like what my mom does is that also like directly affected by like mental yeah, condition you know, if we'll be talking about uh about the sleep and uh, all the sleep cycles and different conditions so sleep apnea is sleep disorder it's an sleep breathing disorder Mm-hmm. Uh, and currently, what we know about the sleep apnea, structural sleep apnea, is that around the world, not around the world, so there is uh, a large number of uh, people suffering from this condition. Right. So the, the most recent study estimating, estimating the prevalence 
of obstructive sleep apnea around the world mm -hmm. is approximately of one billion. One billion. Wow. Them. So of adults suffering from this condition. So therefore, you know, like uh, uh, different organizations, different groups, uh, we try to expand, we try to address this uh, significant or very, um, uh, very important public health issue by collaborating with different groups. So therefore, you know, recently we developed this uh, World Interfacial Sleep Society, which is going to help to integrate different groups of dentist surgeons to collaborate with, um, uh, with physicians and you know, try to find the best way to contribute to decrease or, you know, to manage this, uh, this condition that affects a huge, huge number of people around the world. So short-term sleep apnea, so what happened with this condition is um, a person tend to stop breathing, just to give you some uh, example of what is con condition sure, and the way sure. it, affects, it affects the quality of sleep. So the obstruction of the airway is mm -hmm. known as an um, apnea event. So the person stops breathing for for a certain period of time, normally it's uh, a minimum of 10 seconds. And there are different factors that develop after um, or along with that respiratory event. Mm -hmm. So during that particular event of apnea, so the person tends to wake up, like gasping for air, like <laughs> making yeah. very loud sound. Mm -hmm. So every single time that they develop this event, this apnea, so there is a disruption of the sleep cycles. Mm -hmm. So we talked earlier about how these sleep cycles can you know, not be affected by waking up in the middle of the night due to stressors or pain or, or different things. But when we talk about apnea, so these apnea events, it can be very intense. You know, it can be from mild, moderate, and severe, like several times very repetitive events happen during the night. So this affects significantly the, uh, the, the, the quality of sleep. So there is a huge fragmentation of the sleep cycles. And mm -hmm. in the long term, I mean, this condition really, um, I mean, unfortunately, it, it, there is a high risk to develop some um, uh, comorbidities or medical conditions. And, you know, people, many of them, they have the condition, they don't know it. So that's why it's important for, um, you know, the medical and dental field to implement different uh, screening, screening strategies when the patient goes to the uh, doctor's office or when the patient goes to the dental office, in our case, as a, as a, as a dentist. So we're trying to educate, to train, to teach a different group of dentists to assess, to evaluate, and to identify these type of um, symptoms, you know, for the patient to understand that there is a need for further evaluation, there is a need for some uh, additional diagnostic tests and, you know, be able to, to see what is the best approach to manage this, uh, this condition if, if it exists in the, in the patient. I see. And then, like, how did how did COVID play a role in this? Did you see, like, before and at, before and during COVID, did like cases go up? How did like patients with sleep apnea be affected? Right. So I think in general, you know, the uh, during the time of the extensive time that we uh, that we spend during the COVID uh, the COVID pandemic. So what we you know what we found is that there was a huge an important difference in the uh, the fact of the sleep, the quality of sleep in general. Right. So, for example, because there was no the schedule, let's put it this way, so the, the work schedule and all the activities completely mm -hmm. shifted. They were completely different. There was more 
time to, to do, or different times so to do certain things. Right. So it really affects the time that, pe- that people use, or that we all tend to use to, uh, the time that we, that we used to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Normally, it used to be more a little bit later, you know, after midnight and so on. And then what we are, you know, the studies that came after, uh, during COVID or after COVID. So what it shows is that this uh, pandemic, it affects the sleep, you know, not necessarily the the sleep apnea by itself, Mm -hmm. but in general, the development of more difficulty on maintaining a good quality of sleep. So there was a high, higher incident of uh, insomnia, which is, as we talk earlier, difficulty falling, maintaining sleep. So along, of course, along with some other uh, conditions that are still uh, at this point, I think uh, we're still discovering or understanding more about how the COVID or people who got um, affected by COVID itself. So it developed some symptoms, you know, like all the symptoms that we know from COVID. And the fact that it really affects the uh, the sleep overall. I mean, uh, sleep apnea. I'm, uh, you know, the way I can put it is that during COVID there was an increase overall, though. So there was uh, a lot of people tend to uh, gain a little bit of uh, weight. So that increase of body weight in many of them it developed into increase of snoring or potentially developing right. to mild sleep apnea, or if they have a sleep apnea, probably the apnea got a little bit uh, a little bit more intense, which actually that's what we saw, what we've seen in some of the, uh, the patients recently who, you know, they couldn't make or we couldn't see these patients during COVID. So they came back all ups after COVID. So, I mean, one of the common things is like, yeah, I mean, there was an increase of uh, body weight and unfortunately, uh, increase of body weight is going to, it tends to affect snoring, it tends to affect the uh, severity of the obstructive sleep apnea as well. So, so yeah, I mean, there was some some direct, um, you know, uh, correlation between the uh, the COVID situation, the COVID uh, time, and sleep uh, sleep overall. I see. And then I want to talk about more about your career. Like, what do you think are like the most rewarding or like enjoyable parts of like studying sleep medicine, becoming a doctor? Right. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's very good because, you know, many times when, um, when we meet with uh, colleagues, when we attend all these mm-hmm. uh, seminars in, in different uh, cities or different countries. So it's very rewarding, though, to see the passion that we all have about this particular field of, uh, of sleep or then Of course. Yeah. So, so I think, uh, you know, the most rewarding uh, part of this uh, career and what really made me uh, more passionate about, the, uh, about what I do in the field is the, uh, you know, the feedback that we get from patients, you know, when they come up there receiving treatment after getting a very nice sleep. I mean, there are so many uh, stories about them, you know, like finally they are able to get a good night's sleep, they feel more fresh, they are with more energy. In many cases, you know, like, for example, snoring. Snoring is a common symptom that goes along with a shorter sleep apnea. Yeah. When somebody snores, I mean, we know that snoring is uh, is very uh, inconvenient, you know, yeah. for to be on the same uh, in the same bedroom with uh, mm-hmm. somebody, spouse or, or the bed partner that, that is not very loud. And, you know, many cases, you know, unfortunately, they have to sleep in different, uh, in different rooms. Yeah. 
And when they go on vacation, they really make it very difficult though, to share the same hotel room with family members. So, you know, this is just only one of the few things that that people respond or people give us some feedback about, you know, finally they are pretty much able to go back into normal sleep uh, routine right. with partners, with their spouse. So, but I mean, besides, you know, besides that area of um, helping people or couples to, to get back in uh, together in the same room because we eliminate snoring and of course we manage this job, yeah. So beside that, I think is the fact that management of uh, this condition, solitary sleep apnea from the dental, dental treatment, dental standpoint. So we tend to, you know, provide some some additional additional benefit that goes along with the management, like, you know, helping people with uh, potentially decreasing some of the uh, severity of some conditions, mm-hmm. giving more uh, energy during the daytime, and also feeling more more alert because one of the common um, situations with obstructive sleep, sleep apnea is excessive daytime sleepiness. People feel sleepy, and unfortunately, there are a lot of accidents that tend to occur because of the sleepiness. So driving, you no know, accidents at work, or lack of attention at the uh, at the school. So I mean, I think by addressing this uh, this condition, really, you know, provide like a series of uh, benefit overall. And when we put together all this, uh, you know, explanation about you know what we do for patients, the feedback that they provide during um, the receiving treatment. I think combining all that is really what, uh, you know, the best, uh, the best reward. This is very yeah. important to, to hear, and, you know, and personally. So that is what really gives me more energy, though, to continue with, uh, with in this area. And as you know, I mean, I, I work in a university uh, institution, like an educational institution. So teaching this field to others, you know, like teaching to, to students, teaching to practicing dentists. So we offer a lot of courses in, in, in different places. So sharing this area with others is also very, uh, very rewarding. So it's, uh, it's something that oftentimes is, you know, difficult to to explain in words, but it's, uh, it has been so an amazing journey uh, mm-hmm. in the field. Something that I, I want to add about that is how many people we we met on the uh, on this journey, like other okay. people with uh, similar passion, and yeah. we all together tend to to expand and to make things uh, even better for uh, you know for everybody, for patients and for other colleagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can only imagine. I guess the relief and how much better your like patients would feel after getting able to get a good night's rest, right? And then Absolutely. so many benefits that come with getting good night's sleep. I think that wraps it up today. Thank you so much for all of your time. It was an honor talking to you. I love talking about sleep with you. It's really entertaining. You <laughs> see, you know, I, I my passion is there, and I really appreciate mm-hmm. the invitation to this podcast. Thank you of so much. Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for. That's the end of today's episode. Thank you so much to Dr. Korea for joining me today. I really enjoyed talking with you about sleep and especially dreams. It was interesting to learn about how sleep and dreams connect to psychology and mental health. Thank you everyone for listening and goodbye.